Hey girl, welcome to the Living a Life Unlimited podcast, a podcast designed for the woman who wants it all in this one life we get to live. I'm your host, life coach and mindset expert, Allison Cheatham, and I'll be teaching you how to create and live a life on your terms, a life unlimited. You ready? Hello. How are you guys? Ooh, I'm going to take a deep breath over this way. Um, as you have seen, if you follow me online, more than likely you do or you wouldn't maybe know that this podcast exists. <laughs> um, but as a lot of you all probably saw, my grandmother passed away very suddenly um, last week. I think it was about a week ago, a week and a half ago. And the time is just kind of like running together to be completely honest with you. Um, so I think it's been about a week and a half that my world has been turned upside down. Um, and this episode is going to be very raw and real and close to my heart and very personal. Um, if we can even get through it. So what I wanted to talk to you all about today is... Just coping with grief and losing a loved one, whether it's unexpectedly, out of nowhere, kind of like my grandma, or maybe it was, you knew it was coming, right? It doesn't ever, there's no, it doesn't ever get easier anyway, right? So I kind of wanted to just talk a little bit about what that process looks like and because it can look so different for everybody and There are some just different tips that I think that would be helpful for any of my listeners who have gone through this or who may be experiencing something difficult in their life when it comes to grieving or losing. Maybe it's not even like death in general of losing a loved one or something like that, but maybe a loss of a relationship, maybe um, a loss of a job or just in general when you're grieving, how do you actually handle that? How do you cope with that, right? And again, it's going to look so differently for everyone. So that's why I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about this. Like I said, it's been almost a week and a half, um, or it has been a week and a half since all of this started and right at a week and two days since she, my grandmother actually passed away. So last Monday, I um, was at this vaccination job that I have and around four o'clock, I got a text from my mom and said that nanny was going into the ER for a bad headache and she would keep us kind of in the loop and we would kind of just go from there. And so, um, you know, I just stopped immediately, said a little prayer for, made, made sure, you know, please Lord, let everything be okay. Let everything check out. All right. And as the day continued to go on, um, we found out that she had bleeding in her brain and was, sent over to University of Louisville Hospital, which is more of a trauma type of hospital. And so they sent her over there, did some more CAT scans of her brain and revealed that she actually had three brain aneurysms. And within a five minute window, she was feeling better. She had just called my mom. They had just given her some pain medicine and she had just gotten back from these other tests. And was kind of just waiting on results from those. And all of a sudden, the the big brain aneurysm had ruptured. Um, she went unconscious in that moment. And that, that was the last time that she was ever conscious was Monday evening. This was around 10 o'clock. Tuesday, she went in for a surgery to help stop 
the bleeding from the other two aneurysms that hadn't ruptured yet. But at that time, the neurological damage from the brain aneurysm was so traumatic and so severe that they weren't sure if she was even going to have any quality of life after this surgery. And so we continue to just pray and have hope and, um, you know, turn to God in this moment and ask for her healing and ask for the surgeon's hands to just know exactly where to go and what to do and for this surgery to work and for her to not have this severe brain damage um, that they think that that they were thinking that she was going to have. And at the end of that surgery, about two hours later, around 10 p.m. Tuesday evening, the doctor came back in and said um, that she was brain dead at that time. And if we could do another surgery, but he... If she lived through that surgery, if she even made it through that surgery, she would be bedridden, um, nonverbal, with a permanent feeding tube and a tracheotomy in order to breathe. So no quality of life. And my grandma would not have wanted that at all by any means. So um, we decided to remove her from life support and not do the other surgery and let her go peacefully through just continued to keep her sedated and with pain medications and hospice care stepped in. And um, we took her off life support Wednesday at 1.40 and she passed away Wednesday evening at 9.57. So very sudden, very, um, she literally was getting ready to go to work on Monday and just went in for a headache and everything just spiraled within 48 hours. She had went home to be with the Lord. And so I I look back and we we saw so many signs of brain aneurysm and no one put it together. There was vision changes. There was this constant headache that would never go away. And when you would think about every time I talked to her for the last probably six months, she had just had this headache and this stiff neck and this neck pain. And those are all signs of aneurysm. Um, and it just was never caught. And so later that evening when she went in, that brain aneurysm ruptured and 48 hours she had gone on to be with the Lord. And while I have, you know, of course my heart hurts because we were so close here. I'm super grateful for the relationship that I had with my grandma and just how goofy and how silly she was and how (laughs) I shared so many videos and you all messaged, so many of you all had messaged me and was like, she seemed like she was awesome. She was so magnificent and such an amazing woman. She looked incredible. Um, And she was. Um, So of course my heart hurts that she's no longer here. Um, But I ultimately know she's with God and she's living in glory and she's no longer in pain and she's no longer suffering um and just in general she doesn't hurt and she gets to just dance around in glory for eternal so that brings me peace um and comfort in general but of course it it doesn't necessarily ever get easier I think that you just learn how to live with the pain I haven't lost a loved one um for probably about 10 10 ish years or so. So, um, my last loved one that I lost was when I was in college in nursing school, and it was my grandpa on my dad's side. Um, my grandma on my dad's side passed when I was like 10 or 11. So, super grateful that we haven't had to deal with a lot of tragedy or a lot of, a lot of loss throughout um, my life and for the memories and relationships that we were able to make through their time here on earth. But 
even, you know, if they go suddenly or if they don't, I don't ever really feel like it gets any easier. I just think that you learn how to live with that hurt and with that pain and with that disconnected like hole in your heart, right? And so I just kind of wanted to touch on some tips of just coping with grief and with loss in case anyone else out there is experiencing this, then you have a little assistance along the way. So I feel like the first thing that I want to acknowledge is just acknowledge the pain, right? If we continue to avoid it and we just sweep it under the rug, you're never going to really heal. And I don't know if I want to say the word heal again, because will we ever really be healed from this pain? I don't think so. I think, again, we just learn how to live with that. Um, So, but if we continue to just sweep it under the rug and never acknowledge it, you can't process and truly experience and feel what you're feeling and kind of go through the motions of grief in order to feel a little bit better, right? Again, I'm not going to say the word heal, but in order to just kind of feel a little bit better, to feel more at peace, to feel more comfortable with what's actually happened in this reality that you're now living in, right? So acknowledging the pain and knowing that you don't have to be strong, right? I feel like that this there's this like connotation out there that you got to be strong, you got to be strong, just got to keep pushing on. And while that may have some truth to it because we can't just not live our life as life is going to continue to go on even after this loved one's passing, that you you still don't have to be strong in the sense of not crying or not showing your emotions or not experiencing the emotions that you're feeling and not actually being able to process them. In general, I guess you could say you can be strong in the sense of I think it's strong to experience your emotions, right? I think it's powerful and I think that you're brave and you're courageous to let that out and to not hide it and to not shove it down. So just know that you don't have to be strong in a sense of I can't experience my emotions, I can't cry, but if you do want to view that as being strong, that's how I would perceive that. I hope that makes sense. So don't not experience your feelings and your emotions because you think you have to be strong. A strong woman to me is someone who does experience those emotions, who does take the time to cry it out, to talk about her feelings, to be vulnerable, to share memories, right? Because that's what's going to help provide some peace and some comfort along the way is actually being strong to feel those things, right? Instead of being strong and hiding those feelings and pushing forward, pushing forward, pushing forward. So that's the first thing that I want to say. And know that this grief and these moments of sadness are going to come in waves, right? They're going to come like you may be fine for a few days and also know that that's okay too, right? You might not cry. Everyone handles, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but it's just flowing naturally. So we'll go with it. But everyone handles grief differently, right? Just because someone else is like hysterically crying and maybe you're just in disbelief and shock and you can't shed a tear, that's okay. It doesn't mean that you didn't care about the loved one. It doesn't mean that you're not upset. It just means that you're processing in a different way and everyone handles grief and handles their emotions and processes all of that in their own special unique way and that is okay, right? But just knowing too that all of this comes in ways and it may come 
out of nowhere. You may be totally fine and you see something that reminds you of this loved one or this loss in general and you have a moment of just complete broke, like breaking down and you're like boohoo crying. That's okay. Don't judge yourself for it. Just love yourself through it because obviously you're, you're experiencing that emotion in that moment for a specific reason and it's in order to continue to help you through this time and to just process these feelings don't shove it under the rug don't judge yourself just feel it when it comes up right let it be instead of trying to hide it and knowing that grief can look of course like I said different for everyone there can be emotional differences or physical differences right you can have emotional symptoms or you can actually have physical symptoms physical symptoms such as you're not able to sleep at night you have insomnia maybe you're just super fatigued overall you don't feel like doing anything maybe you're actually nauseous and you end up throwing up right depending on everyone and how they process grief you can have physical symptoms from the emotional standpoint that you're in while trying to process all of these things and that is completely normal too for me um you know some people don't eat when they're super upset. I like to eat when I'm super upset and I stray away from my morning routine. I, For the last week and a half, I've worked out twice. I have journaled once and got my thoughts down once. I have, um, you know, I just completely stepped away from how I normally take care of myself and just kind of like abandon that section but that was the physical care that makes me feel better when I do those things and I also wasn't doing those things throughout this chaos of the last week and a half so of course emotionally I I was even more down than I probably would have been because I wasn't taking care of myself I wasn't taking care of myself physically to help with taking care of myself emotionally, right? The mind and the body are connected. And when that gap happens there, you're going to possibly feel worse on an emotional and physical level because you're not physically taking care of yourself than if you would continue to do those things and and take care of yourself. And also too, I ate everything under the sun when we were at the hospital and, you know, sitting outside in freaking 40 degree weather for six to eight hours at a time, you know, waiting on my grandma to get out of surgery because we couldn't go in because of COVID and just literally waiting in parking lots and sitting in cars for 48 hours, um, you know, until she actually passed. And so we were just ordering food and ordering this and getting that. And I did not nourish my body at all during that time. And then I didn't choose to do that, to be completely honest, for the last week and a half because it was just easier to just get something fast food. But I also was hurting myself in that moment by not taking care of my body for me to mentally start being okay, if that makes sense, right? Because it's all connected. So continue to keep that in mind as a tip going forward is to physically take care of yourself and and mentally as well in order to emotionally help you overall, right? And be mindful of alcohol and of drug usage during this moment of sadness and pain because you're going to want to numb 
what you're feeling more than likely because you don't want to accept the reality of what is, right? So we may turn to drugs. We may, I, I don't, but someone may, right? Maybe you turn to alcohol. Absolutely. I've, I've not, not to an extent of it's unhealthy, right? But I had a drink with, with some of my cousins and a couple drinks or something like that. But it can be easy to just continue to go to those things because they can numb what you're actually feeling because you don't want to feel, right? So be mindful of that. The biggest thing overall, and you all know how big I am into my faith, is going to be leaning into your support system. And your support system meaning your your God or whoever you believe in. And for me, that is God. Leaning into God, leaning into my faith, leaning into my friends and into my family for that love, for that comfort, for that support. And the last thing that I think I want to touch on is just giving yourself space to process in general, right? So I haven't done a thing in my business for a week and a half, literally since last Monday um, when all of this happened and things started going south. I haven't opened my computer. I haven't really been on my phone answering anything. My clients have been super understanding and have given me the space that I've needed um, in this moment to just really process and to experience what I'm feeling and what I'm going through and knowing that my business is going to be there when I'm ready, right? Instead of literally taking the like freaking out and being like, I've got to do this in my business. I've got to do that in my business. My business in this moment, I'm going to be completely honest with you it's not my priority, right? It was not my priority. I wanted to take that time for me and not worry and stress about what I have to do and have to get done because this is why I have my own business. This is why I am an entrepreneur is to be able to have the freedom and the flexibility to do what I want when I want. When a tragedy should happen in this life, then I have that freedom and I have that flexibility to be with loved ones, to give myself that space, to honor what I'm feeling and not have to do and not have to go to work and not have to call in. And while I did have to do that because I just started this vaccination job, right? And I think right before all of this happened, I had signed up for a two week, like Monday through Friday, Friday for two weeks in a row, 9.30 to 7 p.m. every day for two weeks um, to help Chase and I reach our financial goals a little bit quicker that we're working on this year. And I was just going to like put the time in and be done. Of course, then I had to like request, I think I've worked, I worked two days out of the 10 that I was supposed to work, um, last Monday and then this previous Monday. Um, so it was a freaking whirlwind, but overall, this is why I do what I do. Of course, like on, not on the impact level for you guys, but for the freedom and flexibility to be there with with those who need me when they need me, right? Like that family is everything to me. And to be able to just step away and know that things won't crumble um, and not have to do and not have to pressure myself in order to get things done, and that, that's, that's what it's about, right? And I didn't have to do any of that. And so I really gave myself the space that I was needing and I didn't record a podcast episode last Monday or I mean last Friday for you guys I'm sure you all noticed that but that was like a day and a half after my grandma had passed and I literally could not bring myself to do it and so I didn't have any judgment around that I didn't have any shame around that I just let it be and was like I know the people that want to hear from me and love learning from me 
will be there when I come back. Like it's not a big deal. This is what I need for me in order to be able to be there for them in the future is taking care of me and my family and my loved ones right here, right now, right? So whatever that looks like for you, give yourself time and space to process and don't judge yourself for not following through with what you said you were going to do um, because at the end of the day, you, like it's not what matters. What matters is what's happening in that moment and you honoring what feels good to you in that moment. And in that moment, it felt amazing to me to be present with my family and with my loved ones and give myself the space that I was needing and not feel like I had to do something in my business. So give yourself this space that you think that you need right now I know myself and I'll give you an example in this and I know if I continue to sit in this it will be harder for me to get up and get moving going forward so that's how a lot of our brains works the longer that we don't do something and we continue to put something off and we don't get back into our normal routine and we don't hold ourselves accountable the harder it is that's going to be to get started because it's continuing to just break trust, break trust, break trust of I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and then you don't follow through, right? So once you feel that you've had that space for yourself, find that happy medium, that balance of make a deadline of, okay, let's reevaluate at this time. And if I feel this way at that time, you know, then I will commit to X, Y, and Z. That's what I've done for myself. So I don't continue to set in not doing, set in in action, as in not doing something. Because two, that's going to decrease confidence. That's going to decrease my mood. That's going to decrease belief in myself and in all the things, right? Because I'm just continuing to sit in this depressive state or in this state of grief instead of processing and continuing to move forward. So even though I want you to give yourself the space that you feel that you need, be mindful of not continuing to just use that as a crutch of I just need more time, I need more space and you are not doing anything. I hope that makes sense because I, again, I know me and the further that I set in this and the longer I give myself that time and space, I'm gonna have a more difficult time getting back into this normal routine. So for me today, today, a week and a half later, has felt like the first day that I wanted to wake up and I wanted to work out and I wanted to fuel my body with good food and I wanted to record this podcast episode But I gave myself that space of having that leniency in there. And I'm actually getting ready to like sit down after this podcast and work on a launch plan. The next launch of Life Unlimited out there for you guys coming within the next few days. Because if I don't hold myself accountable in that way, I will want to sit back. And that's not what growth is about, right? And obviously I can't just not live my life because my grandma is no longer here that's not what she would want. That's not what I would want. Um, I want to continue to live on. I'm going to also have to continue to pick the pieces up of what feels like completely scattered on the ground and continue to push forward by processing my emotions, learning to cope with the grief and feeling and experiencing the things that are coming up along the way, but also continue to hold myself accountable. So I hope all of that makes sense. Um, if you are going through a loss or any kind of grieving or anything like that, my heart and my love 
and my prayers and my support is going all to you because I wouldn't wish this upon anyone. But at the same time, I find comfort in knowing that my grandma is at peace and is living with God eternally. So that is what I have for you guys today. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. If you're picking up what I'm putting down and want to take this work even deeper, I want to invite you to work with me privately in creating a life that's on your terms. Learn the tools, the knowledge, and the mindset approach to create anything you desire from here on out. Six months, you and me, and a lifetime of results. You've got one life to live. Let's make it count. The link to apply will be in the show notes.